Hello and welcome to the podcast edition of Let's Kill Twitter. This is the show that allows you to detox your timeline with the art of conversation. The show is hosted by Julian Hall, that's me, and by comedian Sajila Kershey. Our guests this week were comedians Anna Morris and Alex Keeley. It was an interesting week to be recording a show with Prince Philip having died two days earlier, but we did manage to pick a number of tweets that brought a levity to the situation without being entirely disrespectful. No mean feat. We also looked at a number of other subjects, including Amazon's relationship with the unions and a crazy bot campaign they seem to have launched. And we ended up talking about GIF reactions and whether they were only used by the over 30s and even had time for a little TikTok diss. I really hope you enjoy the show. We always take time to read out the tweets or certainly spell out what they're about in great detail. So you're not going to miss anything by listening to the podcast version. But of course, you can always check out the visuals on YouTube. And please do follow us on Twitter at LKTZoom. Hello, uh, it's Sunday night. My name is Julian Hall. Welcome to Let's Kill Twitter. This is the show where we like to detox your timeline with the art of conversation. I'm picking all that is good and bad about our favourite social media outlet, uh, well, my favourite social media outlet anyway. And as ever, we'll be doing this with two fantastic guests. Uh, tonight, we've got comedians Anna Morris and Alex Keeley. And as ever, I'll be joined by my co-host, Sajila Kershi. Sajila, how are you? Oh, I'm good. I'm good. How are you, Julian? Been a busy week, hasn't it, on Twitter? Uh, I'd, yeah, it's kind of weird, though, because it has been busy up to, well, it was busy from Friday, obviously, um, yeah. uh, you know, certainly with the death of Prince Philip. But I thought it had been a bit quiet uh, until then, although our guests have actually picked out some real banging tweets, uh, which had totally escaped my notice, which is great. That's what they're here to do. So I'm quite excited about that. Um, so, yeah, I mean, quite upbeat. There's a bit of sun. Uh, in the air, which is uh, great news. And um, the only thing that's sort of slightly puzzling me is this whole tomorrow, of course, is the kind of opening up the big 12th of April moment. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm sort of just a bit curious about how it is that everyone looks forward to paying five times the price for their alcohol. What, what is that all about? It's like, hooray, tomorrow pubs are open and I can buy a pint for five times what I could have bought some cans of Stella in uh, other beers are available in Sainsbury's other supermarkets are available <laughs> well i've just i've literally just returned from box hill with a friend i know this is only officially happening tomorrow but we you know i sat in the back of her car with a mask on she had a mask on we both had our first jabs we've just had a test and fine and but box hill had had went for a walk and it was all perfectly civilized so people are behaving themselves um and then we can look for somewhere to go and get a coffee uh or something to drink nowhere's open we had to resort to mcdonald's drive-through and even there, they're not letting you kind of really park up more than three cars. Okay. So, um, yeah, tomorrow, I don't know. It can either go really, really crazy and everyone's just wanting to buy those overpriced drinks just to be out. Or or nobody will be in the shops and, and, and you know, it, it, it just, we'll, we'll, we'll know next time next week when we have our sorbet, we can reflect on it this week ahead. This is true. That's yeah. what it, that's what it's there to do. Yeah, I mean, I think that it's not like mega, mega warm, but it's it's pleasant enough. I mean, you know, there's a lot of people who've booked hair, hair appointments and there's an awful lot of restaurant bookings, I'm told. Can't remember the last time I did that anyway. I think that's more than two years ago. But all the restaurants are fully booked, apparently. So for the outside tables. I can't wait for the hair. I, I just want to get my hair done. I'm, I, but I'm not going to go straight away because there'll be a little bit 
cack-handed. They won't be... <laughs> they won't be in form. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Comedians, we're not going to be like, like, guys out there, when you go to comedy shows, can you just give us, cut us a bit of slack? Well, we're going to be a little bit out of practice. So, you know, don't expect comedy goals straight away because our timing might be off. But same way, hairdressers or, or eyebrow threading people, which is the two places that I want to go to, they're not, I don't want to be the first batch because I want them to get their hand in practice. So I'm going to sort of avoid going to any, be, you know, kind of grooming things until <laughs> maybe, maybe I should have reworded that. Yeah. <laughs> but in a, I'm going to wait a couple of weeks, I think, two or three weeks until they've got used to their scissors again, you know, because they're probably rusted over a lockdown, let's face it. Uh, and and then then I'm going to trust them with my hair and my eyebrows. Yeah, mm. that's fair enough. I mean, I do sometimes feel a bit like I am the anti-economy. I've got my hair clippers in one hand and my flask of coffee in another. It's like, no, I will not pay for anything. But you know, <laughs> I'm going to have to go back into old habits at some point. This this, this needs doing. Uh, it's, it's it's out of control. I don't think it looks too bad. I mean, this is this has gone mega short, but I'm losing my hair anyway. So I just thought, well, maybe this will just get me used to it you know, kind of grade by grade of, of losing my hair. I think that's what I'm at, where I'm at. But speaking of somebody with lustrous hair, uh, it's now time to introduce our first guest. And it gives me great pleasure to introduce uh, Alex Keeley, who I've worked with many a time. So reading his biography should be a breeze for me. He is a former winner, uh, so former finalist, sorry for the So You Think You're Funny competition. Uh, he's been lauded by the Sunday Times and the list uh, for being among the best of the next generation of stand-ups. And he's got some fantastic writing credits as well under his belt, including Mock the Week, The Now Show and The News Quid. News Quid? So it gives me great pleasure to introduce Alex Keeley. <laughs> Alex, please unveil yourself. I just thought I would just thought I would say how tomorrow is going visually. I think it's going to be a bad... But there we go. That's it's, it's oh. tomorrow's going to be shit. It's basically he my. It just rains on our parade. I well, look, it's I'm merely the sort of Google weather trends messenger. Um, but um, yeah, hi, thanks for having me. How are you doing? Yeah, not too bad. How do you, you know how I'm doing? I just told you in the intro. Yeah, no, pretty good. <laughs> uh, I will have to say you you slightly uh, catastrophized about tomorrow now. I'm a bit disappointed about the weather. <laughs> Um, but you'll be able to have your, your, your stellar cans, you know, stellar cans can be enjoyed in whatever. Appa yeah, apparently so. I mean, I don't even drink beer. This is, you know, I'm just a total lost cause when it comes to that kind of thing, really. So I've, I found my drinking in lockdown has just become uh, much less to almost non-existence, which judging by the recycling <laughs> uh, around here, that I'm alone in that fact. But how, how have you found it, Alex? How's lockdown and how is the prospect of emerging from lockdown as well? Uh, look, I mean, like, like haircut tomorrow, that's, I mean, I'm gonna, I'm having a pint tomorrow, but the haircut is the real, that's, that's the real deal for me. <laughs> I just can't wait for that. Um, yeah, I mean, far, I mean, it's been the most, I hope it's the most depressing year of my life. <laughs> that's, that's what, like, you just, you can't tell what the future years are going to be, <laughs> but I hope, I hope it's up there at the end when I'm on my deathbed. I hope 2020 to 2021 is like, like really high on how depressing my years were. Because if others start to win, that's a bad sign, I think. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that is, well, that's a good point. I, I feel guilty for almost sort of enjoying the silence. I mean, I came up with one good idea. I may have come up with some other good ideas, but I came up with one good idea, which was this one. And it's kept me out of mischief. So I'm, I'm kind of happy with that. But it's, it, it does come in waves. I mean, literally, it does come in waves. It's true. So listen, I, uh, before we introduce Anna, I just want to ask you what your uh, kind of 
memorable Twitter engagements have been? Um, I mean, I think there's presumably still at the beginning of your uh, uh, of your Twitter. Have you got the twin pin tweet? No, no, it's a different pin tweet because I remember the so, famous headline. Which one. Well, wait, which one's the, which um, one's the headline one? Oh God, what was the name? The Canadian singer. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. She was a yeah, yeah. Well, look. Okay, so I would say that I think my the, the sort of most classic me thing vis-a-vis -vis Twitter is that I I've got a couple of tweets that when I got one that had like two hundred fifty thousand likes, and I the two biggest tweets I've ever done two hundred fifty thousand likes and eighty thousand likes I both have accidentally deleted. So there's just no I like uh, was trying to de I was trying to change what pin. I was trying to change, I was trying to delete a different tweet and then the pin tweet pops up. And so I, so like, um, so sort of a running joke with Jordan Brooks who uh, who then, when it was realized that I deleted that tweet, did the exact same tweet himself, uh, word for word, and then got 2000 likes from just from doing a like I'm Spartacus moment for my tweet. Uh-oh, oh dear. I can't believe you did, did you not screenshot them at all? Uh, a number of a number of Instagram content farms uh, screenshotted them, so uh, they do they do live on. Um, yeah, cool. <laughs> they live on in that. Thank sense. goodness for that. Well, if you'd like to make Alex live on and, and follow him on Twitter, he's at Alex Keeley, nice and simple. Uh, obviously, just the Alex Keeley I did the nice and simple. <laughs> if uh, if you'd like to follow us, which would be great, uh, all those people out there in the stream world, we are at LKT Zoom, which you'll see flashing across you on a lovely ticker I made in OBS um, by adding some words to a box and also in my little sort of handle down here. Um, so yeah, right, I'm conscious we've got some incredible tweets uh, that you've chosen along with Anna. So uh, I'm gonna hand over to Sajila to introduce Anna. Hey, hey, welcome Alex. Um, good to, to meet you here here, and uh, for the first time I think ever. <laughs> um, but I've just tweeted about being young, young so we'll talk about that in a little, in a little while. But let me welcome our second guest, um, um, a, a big fan of, of uh, Anna, Anna Morris's work. Uh, she's an award-winning comedian, writer and actress. She's written and performed not one, not two, not three, not four, but five critically claimed uh, award-winning shows. Uh, she's taken to uh, Australia and across the UK. And I love the people, we talked about people who have been prolific during lockdown. And Anna's also um, uh, had a, a, the creator of viral lockdown comedy videos such as Back to Work and Smug Lockdown. She's created uh, Georgina's Wedding Blogs, Vino's Taylor Tyler, and Comic Relief's Web Sketch Bridead. Uh, she can currently be seen on BBC Two's first team as Nicola. I don't know how dated this is, this bio, by the way, uh, Anna. But uh, uh, she starred in Channel 4's Liam Dean, BBC's Outnumbered, Count Arthur Strong. She's also starred in ITV's comedy entertainment show, uh, Bad Bridesmaid, that implies her part. And she has, this is this is something that I've, I feel really like kind of connected to Anna for, um, being single, uh, she's single-sided, uh, suffers single-sided deafness, um, which she's written about in The Guardian and supports action on hearing loss. And I keep coming across fellow deaf people. I have two hearing aids. I'm profoundly deaf without without the hair is. Come and show yourself, Anna Morris, everybody. Anna Morris, hello. Oh, look at little bunny hair as well. Yes. Okay. Um, yes, so much fun pick there. Um, Anna, obviously, I didn't realise until recently that you were a fellow um, deaf person. And I've spoken to um, a couple of other comedians. Uh, I, I did, um, oh God, I can't remember her name now. She does the Divorce, divorce uh, podcast 
Samantha Baines. Samantha Baines. I'm so sorry, yeah. Samantha, if you're listening. You know, I, I, of course, I know you think you know love her work as well. And she said, "Oh yeah, yeah, you know, you know, get get these deaf charities on board and and do a bit of work for them." It's like I'm proper deaf, but I I should be there. Or Steve Day turns out he's less deaf than me. So all these deaf comedians, yeah. can we have a maybe our own time now? Can, is it is there a live at the Apollo? waiting for us to have I feel like do you know I'd, feel, I'd love to do a signed performance I'd love to get more signings yeah. that would be amazing we should do a show where we can get signed as well that would be lovely but hello everyone thank you for having me Anna, yeah. let's do it here let's do what we've just said it let's ha make it happen let's make it happen deaf comedians with let's do it can I just say as well, I didn't get an intro that said I have lustrous hair and I'm really upset about it. Because when you, I'm not joking, when Julian went, our next guest has lustrous hair, I unmuted myself because I was like, this guy's, this is going to be me. My hair isn't really like Alex's. Alex has better hair. So, you know, I feel quite sad that this, this is the introduction that wasn't about my I hair, guys. I haven't got the TV credits, so Julian had to fill out my um, <laughs> had, to, had to fill out my introduction with physical objectification, which I'm gonna have words with Julian afterwards. Can I just say, basis, Alex, I had to I had to actually cut down Anna's bio because we would have been oh, that's yeah. how her body working. But hey, you're, you're still at the beginning. You're still at the beginning. You still have much to achieve, and that hair will go you give you a long, long sort of you know thread. <laughs> Anna, when I ask you the same question. So we're always like curious about people who come with the guests uh, as our show, uh, uh, guests on our show, of of where their Twitter defining moments have been, like whether you like massively increased loads and loads of like um, you know followers or or, or, or or managed to get into a big kind of you know thread wars um, or, or lost followers. What what what's been your kind of defining moments? Um, I've got two. I'll start with the good one. Um, the good one was I managed to get a TV part through Twitter which is very strange but wow. um, I think someone retweeted a trailer I'd put out for one of my shows which was a like a little clip of one of my characters this very snobby bridezilla character and Marco Sullivan who is the um one of the writers and the, and the director and star of Channel 4's Lee and Dean saw the tweet somehow through one of his connections retweeting what, what however he saw it he came across it and he contacted me on Twitter and said um we think you might be quite good for this part, for this taster tape we're doing, can you come and audition? And they were casting it at the time and they hadn't found anyone um, for my role, the, 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 the lead part I ended up getting. And that's how I got the part in a Channel 4 sitcom through Twitter, which is just Perfect. right time, right place. One tweet was done at a specific time. Mark happened to be on Twitter, otherwise he, he wouldn't have known who I was. So that's a lovely one. That is a lovely that's one. Yeah, it's a conversation we've had a lot, haven't we, Julian, on, on here, how, how Twitter can be used for creative for work and how effective it is. And that, that's a quite great indicator that it just that, that you're in his timeline in that right moment because yeah. you could have missed it, uh, has given you. So what's the other, what's the so other one? Well, I, I may, I've done, I did a tweet once about Meghan Markle. Well, it wasn't even about Meghan Markle. Um, I, when the interview was happening, the Oprah interview, me and my mum had been talking about it and we started arguing about it like two completely different opinions on it and I was like oh for god's sake why is this interview causing so much um uh, so many arguments and I and I went on Twitter and I said this is how I feel about the Meghan and Harry interview and I just used a gif going because I, I just really didn't care about the interview then I went back on it the next day and I got so much abuse from Meghan fans and I I said nothing about 
her personally. I didn't. I, I think she's great. I don't have an issue with her. I just said I'm just not interested in this interview because everyone was getting hysterical. And one of them was so personal. One of them said, "You're clearly um, how sad that you've had to do this tweet to try and get more followers." By the way, your IMDb page needs updating. Um, I'm not even. I don't even A know. Low blow. And then, then even better, you're clearly jealous of Megan. We would be if we all looked like you. It's really sad. Like, and I was like, what? What? I've just literally said I'm not interested in the interview. And I'm. I once did. I once tweeted about. I think she talked about her um her miscarriage. And I did a tweet saying I think it's good that she's talked about her miscarriage. I've had quite a few friends who've gone through the same and it's actually made me understand them a bit more and I got a load of the opposite people who hate her sending me messages going well what's it got to do with like what's it got to do with you like loads of people have miscarriages and I, like, I was like you can't mention her without people on yeah. either side so yeah. I deleted the tweets I was like I cannot be bothered with an argument over someone I don't know <laughs> this is the perfect week Yes, yes, it is. I, I mean, it has become, so you can't talk at a dinner party, remember them, you can't talk about religion, politics and Meghan Markle, yes. essentially. Yeah. This is the perfect week to show balance, though, right? If it's a true, if, if, it's, if it's a true apathy that you want to show that is non-ideological, all you need to do is reply to the original Meghan Markle gift with something about Prince Philip. Yeah, or yes. like that. And then oh you just show yes. perfect ideological balance. I'm sure no one will go crazy for you for doing that, I reckon. I've just been very careful this week, Alex. I haven't, I haven't made any, I just haven't, I've just followed other people's and I've just, I've just stayed back and watched. Well, Anna, you have brought up something quite interesting, which is like, you know, people I'm not invested in or interested in. So I I'm, I met some um, comedy friends, uh, well, theatre friends, uh, recently, just to just at social distance, and you know we're trying to kind of talk about our lives before lockdown, and it, which which is partly like the car journeys, bitching, you know, and I can't I, I I couldn't even get into it. I was just I was like I, why are we talking about people I really don't give a shit about? And I think that's Twitter now is like I'm exhausted by the lockdown. Are we not in a place where we just think oh, I can't even. You know, I, I don't even muster it. But the fact that you have bought in a royal, I think, switches us nicely, doesn't it, Julian? In two, certainly it does. Work. I mean, let's let's uh, uh, let's get stuck in. Obviously, you can follow Anna at Anna Morris Comic. I'm just going to deviate away from that page now, so that we can go to our fantastic likes <laughs> column. Hopefully, uh, there we go. And I'm um, oh, sorry, I faff around like a very there we go, like an amateur. Now, it's it's time. Obviously, the segue was about um, Prince Philip and the passing of Prince Philip. How we, I was thinking how on earth we sort of tackle this because I'd chosen far too many tweets, but I, you, Anna and Alex have chosen some very good uh, tweets to go with. And so I wanted to start with um, a tweet of how the uh, death was announced on, I think it was BBC Radio 1, if I can find it here, there is a, a very there's a guy who caught here it is Mark Holt. The transition into Prince the Prince Philip news on BBC Radio One Dance was something else. So let's have a listen. Let's, let's do it right from the beginning because I like the beat. So I'm not going to play it out the whole oh, way around. Okay. But that wow. was, 
I mean, not even a, I wouldn't mind if they'd have kept the drum beat underneath. Yes, that, I was that, thinking that. Yeah, that would have keep the track going. Keep the track going, then that could have actually qualified as a legitimate sample. But um, it's was... very like London 2012 Olympics opening ceremony. That I think it's like oh everything that Britons we've got the dance <laughs> yeah, and then we've yeah. got the national anthem. It's like fusing the two. It's Danny Boyle um... on the wheels of steel, essentially. Um, I think, <laughs> I think well, I think that leads very nicely into your tweet. Uh, I think that you picked out Alex, uh, which is uh, in your section. Is it Harrison? No, it's not. Where is he? Uh, are, you sure. are you talking about I'm talking the about shout out the, tweet? The, the amazing David Guest. Here we go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so should that I should I first up, up a... should I first remind people of of I think yeah, I think it's absolutely yeah. You got you got to go to the original. You got to go to the original to get the context. So I let's think. go to the original. So this was um, David Guetta, superstar DJ. Uh, this was how long after George Floyd's murder? Not very long. Like like the weekend, the week, like it was like really really soon. Might have been even the, like it was it was the the sort of week. It was the week and in this, June. This is uh, so I managed to find some footage of this, which I will rewind accordingly. And uh, this was David Guetta's tribute to George Floyd. Is going through my people united at home. The world is going through difficult times, and America too, actually. So last night, I knew we were going to do this, and I made a special record. So this record is in honor of George Floyd. And I really hope we can see more unity and more peace when already things are so difficult. So, shout out to his family. that's an infectious beat i think we can stop it there oh that's just oh that's oh, oh it's too much There's, isn't it there is there is so much going on there is just so much going on in that moment and i just like i'm obsessed with having to like explain just that original georgia floyd one explaining to someone in 2019 what is happening because it's like it's david getter he's on his own on a like the roof of a building it's like why is he playing this show and no one's there what calamity has occurred that no one can be there why is robert perez former like 90s and noughties arsenal footballer is there on a live stream going like he's not yeah, he's like so perez, bobby can't is, make it is he really there it's perez. perez perez is on a lot perez is like he, i guess mates with getter yeah, and yeah, he's on sure. like a kind of like iphone like he and his wife are like going for it on like the this stream and so you've got these camera people just like running around like doing the uh, 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 and it's just like the most I like what anytime I've got some kind of like the idea I just want to be in the line behind David Getter at a funeral afterwards when you're consoling the like like the family and you, whatever if David Getter's in front of me I just can't fuck it up because I've just got whatever David Getter is going to be so appalling 
that like I could I could get the name of the deceased wrong. I could do and it'd be like, well, you didn't drop a beat when you were trying to like so that's still five out of ten oh, grief. So um yeah. You've picked out so the the kind of lead up from that, that's that's obviously the, the original footage. I mean I assume that the spacing out, because we were still, you know, we were social distancing at the time, weren't we? Um, Is it Millie Furtado I can see in that video? Oh, well spotted if, if you're This has become like a who's who. <laughs> they make an amazing five-a-side team as well. Um, I mean, it, I mean, I did, it did occur to me because I'd forgotten the Martin Luther King sample as well. And I just kind of mm. thinking, you know, did, did sort of back in sort of, you know, 1965, uh, Martin Luther King had a sort of, you know, turned around and said, you know, I had another really strange dream last night as well. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but anyway, it leads on to Stephen, uh, Stephen is Cowboys tweet, um, uh, Alex. So he's saying, um, do you want to read that? I'll leave you to read that one out. Uh, for our, all, for our podcast going... listeners. Do you want me to do a David Getter accent? I don't, I don't believe in my ability please, please. to do a sleazy mid forties Parisian DJ accent. Um, the world is going through difficult times. Britain too, actually. This record is in honor of Prince Philip. I really hope we can see more unity and peace when already things are so difficult. So comma 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 shout out to his family <laughs> uh, <clears throat> crazy stuff um so anna you picked a you picked a good tweet on on this as well so let me find let me find yours well actually a number a number of ones let's have a look um, my memory is so rubbish i can't even remember what i what i gave you now. actually well actually you've, you've you've given me a couple here so that one of them feels uh follows on was this your, was harrison brocklehurst was that yours Yes, yes, yeah, it was, wasn't that it? one was mine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, there was a couple about that. Um, well, this is the first when when I heard Prince Philip had died, I um I went on I was on Twitter I think I was on Twitter anyway, and stuff started coming through, and I and it was the usual news stuff saying he died, and then and then then for the first batch of um jokey reactions were coming through, and the first one I saw, um, there were loads of really similar ones at the same time about Meghan Markle, and I'll read this one out, but um, Harrison Brocklehurst said, sparing a thought for Meghan Markle right now, who is tomorrow going to have to read an article where the Daily Mail claimed she broke into his chambers and assassinated him in the style of Kill Bill, and there was just a whole load of, like, responses saying that Meghan will probably be blamed for this somehow. Um, which tickled me quite a lot and saying that, that that some of the papers would probably imply that her the interview killed him off um and that went on for a couple of hours it just yeah it there was a lot of similar similar tweets like that i mean i'm surprised you wanted to wade into anything close to Meghan markle after yeah, that i'll probably get a reaction now saying then i need to update my spotlight or something my, my show room, <laughs> yeah they've hit like you that. with imdb there's only spotlight or i need to, to get lustrous hair and my hair's rubbish and it's because i'm jealous of megan's lustrous hair um <laughs> But yeah, I loved. I loved it. That was the first few hours. It was just, and it was interesting what Alex was saying earlier about um, doing a tweet similar to someone else. It just there were there were almost identical tweets like this coming through, um, which I always think is quite interesting when people think they, you know, people someone thought they'd come up with it first. It was just like constant stream of this, and then it moved on to other stuff. But this was, seemed to be the first reaction that I saw. Yeah, I mean, there, there was a, there is a sort of joke of, of like the whole coverage. In fact, we'll come onto the coverage element in the next tweet but the, the, the sort of saturated coverage which we haven't really experienced I don't think since Diana died really that's one of the problems that we just haven't we can't we've just forgotten what it's like to have that kind of coverage but we weren't in a in a Netflix age then I suppose 
But yeah. it, it was very much like, yeah, but if you come onto Twitter, you can see the same joke about the crown repeated thousands of times. <laughs> but, you know, it, it, there was obviously more to it than that. I mean, if we go on to the coverage, your next, um, well, actually, your next tweet is more about the Twitter response from AJ. Yeah, Wade. this is from Andy West, who, who very astutely pointed out, uh, he said, man dies, people list reasons they're not sad. Other people attack them for saying they're not sad. Everyone tells everyone they should be better somehow. Another fine day on Twitter. Um, and I just thought that really beautifully summed up some of the reactions and the layer of reactions of like people saying they're sad and then people making jokes, then people attacking other people for making jokes. And you get this hot, this kind of spawn of um, all these reactions. And it feels like, you know, whatever you say, you're going to get slammed for one way or the other. But I had this, I was thinking about the, um, people getting really angry at people's jokey reactions and how many, jo say, jokey reactions there were. Um, and I was thinking about this and I thought, I wonder why this particular royal, like, I, I think people almost think he's not real, like he's a cartoon character. Do you know what I mean? Like, I feel like, because I feel like with the royal family, sometimes we're so far removed from them and we feel so detached from them as real people that I think it's it's almost like people just don't think of him as real as a person with a family. Do you know what I mean? I think maybe because he looks a bit like a Quentin Blake illustration or the BFG as well. He looks a little bit like he's been animated, and that that I wonder whether people a lot of people's reactions was just a bit more detached than it would have been maybe for Diana or someone. I don't know. Just a theory. Well, can I just say maybe yeah. it's because he's ninety nine years old, and he was you know it's not like we expect him to last. You've frozen, Sajila. I don't know how you've managed that. Sorry? You've, you've frozen somehow. I don't know. It's been freezing my end as well. It's been freezing my end. Can you, can, you do, can you hear me now? Yeah, I can definitely hear you. I don't know if it's my new camcorder. Anyway. Um, yeah, so I'm just thinking he's 99 years old. Oh, this is what it is. It's the royals. They're doing this. They don't want us to talk about this. Right. No, he's 99 years old. It's not like he's a young person. Mm. Why are we shocked? Why should, I mean, yes. I, I'm having the reaction, me personally, as the same reaction I would have of, you know, someone who's 99 in my family. I'd be sad that they've gone because I've got a, a blood relationship with them or maybe a friend who's close who's 90 something. But actually, you know, he's had a good innings. It's not like yeah. a tragedy. It's not like, oh, my God, the Queen's being made a widow at such a young age or, you know, it's 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 it, it is what it's meant to be. I don't know how people are getting so sensitive about whatever way you react. It's. I don't know him apart from <laughs> through the you know through the through through the you know medium of press or 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 the crown. So why are we getting? I mean, I was more upset probably. Um, what's the old boy from last year? The one who collected all that money for the NHS? I can't remember his name now. Captain Tom. Yeah, yeah, he was lovely. But at the same time, you know, he was he was in his nineties. It's I don't know why are we. I'm meant to feel, I don't know how we'd feel when the Queen goes, because obviously that's a different thing. She has been the figurehead and that's going to really then maybe change things around. Are we going to have a future King? Is it going to be Charles? Is it going to be, you know, that's going to open up a whole load of discussions. But with A number of people are going to make some tweets they regret that day. Yeah. There are going to be a number of people <laughs> oh that make God, some yes. tweets that choose that choose the sweet, delicious likes of setting yourself on fire for a moment and then possibly ruining your life. Yeah. Do you think some people have started planning their tweets already? Do you think some people are going, I'm what, like the guard, like, like, I'm ready to <laughs> like people write obituaries. The Guardian long read. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That, that, that Guardian long read about when the Queen dies, that there's already people that have like Oh yeah, there'll be videos ready, ready well, to go. No, I mean, as well. It's going to be, be a nightmare when it does, when she does, like... 
she's just such a like i feel like she's an institution where people a lot of people don't debate the monarchy because she's been there for so long and like i think it's going to let a can of worms out because i don't think prince charles has the same level of cross-sectional support well i think yeah yeah, i suppose it's because he's he's older now i mean i do sort of feel how did i sort of feel about this yes that he had he had incredible innings um and that that obviously makes a big difference um the um your tweet here anna from aj west uh you know there is an element yeah i see there's an element of truth in that and i had also a lot of sympathy for or I, i had responded to for example richard herring's tweet about well you know he um prince philip enjoyed a enjoyed a joke essentially saying he, he enjoyed a joke and in bad taste so he probably you know i don't think he'd ever sort of a bit of a cheeky sideways dig essentially but actually there was a ring of of truth in it as well you know someone who said he didn't want any fuss he was definitely partial to a one-liner um you know uh, so i think there was an element of like you know you could be there was a there was room to be um sort of cheeky um i saw michael legg's tweet it was a picture from the was it comic relief when they did uh, daniel craig and the queen together and it was just a shot of those two and he said oh queen started dating again you know i mean <laughs> there was there was there was a kind of scope um to sort of play around this but there were you know there were people who were uh, simon evans tweeted and i won't sort of bust everyone's eyes by trying to get all these tweets but Simon Evans tweeted that what he'd seen really confirmed his politics in this regard because there were a lot of tweets from uh hard left figures perhaps we'll call them I don't know there was the fa- there's now a, a now infamous one which I'm not going to name check or show which basically said oh you know it's a shame that he didn't die in pain and you know and if people wanted to have a pop at people saying for that uh, saying things like that then then absolutely fair enough He's right. The implication of what Simon Evans is saying is that there are political extremists on the left and there aren't any on the right. I've I've never seen anyone on the right wing ever say anything mean or cruel about anyone on the left. That's that's yeah, exactly. That's for me, it's worth binning an entire ideology based on the most extreme tweets of an unrighteous. I don't I don't think he was trying I agree to with recruit. What Simon's saying. Yeah, I don't think I knew you'd be triggered. I I, I don't think well, Simon's it, trying to just, recruit. Because it's wrong. It's wrong. Not, I don't he's, agree he's with talking that. Very I think Simon's smart on that, and I think it's wrong. No, it's I wrong. don't think it's, it's wrong because he's talking very specifically about his how his opinion in this particular regard. He's clearly not a Republican. Um, you know. I'm not a Republican either because I think you get in the situation and if no one's if no one's learned this from Brexit, you get a situation where, you know, a president, a populist president wins the vote. I don't want that scenario. I'm not uh, I'm not particularly turned on by But it'd be better it'd be, this country would be better if America would be better if 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 it had been Donald Trump, ceremonial president of the United States who got all the pomp and none of the power, which is what he wanted, that country would be better and then an actual person who who, you know, yeah. Yeah, but like, the, the Donald Trump figure is the kind of person that could get could get elected in a in a, an open presidential election. But in it's this ser- but it's but it's meaningless ceremonial power. Like it doesn't it doesn't. I, I don't mind. I don't mind if a blow. Like Boris Johnson is our prime minister. The, that that is a bigger problem than Boris Johnson being our queen. <laughs> no, but hang, but hang on. You so hang on. Is your is your belief though in a in electing a figurehead who is just a figurehead, or would we actually have a proper president? Oh, my actual belief is that it's not worth that the left should be practiced. Like in an ideal world, that I would, I I do believe in a republic, but it's such an amount. It is literally meaningless, 
and it's the left would burn so much goodwill from a bunch of people that would be in favor of like nationalizing the railways but have an emotional attachment to the monarchy that the left shouldn't do it because it's just a waste of political capital okay pra pragmatic fair enough Can we I have to get to of interest um are we are we fans of the royals anna i'm not i mean i, I don't i respect them as i respect people who have I've, I guess I respect, <laughs> respect them in, I'm really just really worried everything I say, I'm going to, someone's going to tell me to update my showreel. Um, <laughs> yeah, I respect them. I respect the Queen for, for what she's done and, and having to do that job um, kind of without really any choice. But I don't, um, I, don't I, I believe they're a bit dated. I don't really have much interest in them personally. I'm not a royal, I'm definitely not a royalist mm -hmm. at all. And Alex? Uh, yeah, I literally agree with everything that Anna just said. Thanks. <laughs> what about yourself, Julian? Well, I would I'd describe myself as uh, not a Republican. That doesn't necessarily mean that I'm a full-on monarchist, but, but obviously by default it does. But So <laughs> I think I'll be the only one, uh, only monarchist in the quad. And I was thinking of a tune <laughs> that that would go nicely with earlier, but I did think of one. I can't remember it now. Um, now, so Julian, I don't know if you can... Unplug yourself okay, you and unplug me, yourself. Right, you can ask me if I was a, a if I liked the royals. Is this if, as an immigrant? This is interesting. No, I, I want to know that too. I just want to see you yeah. actually say it because we. Just... Yeah, I do. I do, and I do like the royals, especially the young ones. I know. Don't hate me, Alex Nana. But um, no, I do, and it's interesting because I speak to other immigrants, and they do like. And why? Why do we like these things? And I think it's like, it's something that. For you living here, that you're British, that's that's like oh god, I don't want that. It's embarrassing, but it's like I don't know. We we just always loved them. We loved all the mugs, the you know the, all, all the, the you know jubilee things, the the Princess Diana, you know, paraphernalia. We loved all that, and I loved the new new royals, but I wasn't a fan of Philip. He wasn't my favourite, if I'm honest. And also, they remind me of an Asian family. You see, like right now, they will be blaming Meghan and and Harry, just like an Asian family would. It's like, you see, you drove him to his death. You <laughs> drove him to his death. I told you to keep a dirty linen in, inside. You know, you just expose our dirty washing. This is what happens. And that's exactly that's exactly how family Asian families play out. So I'm a huge fan. Sorry. And, and Julie, we're going to say about the, the next tweet, was it? Yeah, yeah. I'm going to run through quickly because um, you guys have got so many other tweets that are great that are not non-royal that I want to... So I'm going to just run through the scheduling ones here. Uh, while Sajila hopefully, because at the moment Sajila like our mascot in the corner there, a non-moving, non-moving participant. So we've got jo comedian Joe Heenan's TV schedule today, where he's basically done uh, the, the sort of uh, an average BBC One kind of lineup as Phillips, which is fantastic. And we'll just buzz down to a few more on this particular subject as well, because there were obviously quite a lot. Um, there's some of the ones I mentioned earlier, Richard. Uh, herring. Hang on. Well, actually, um, the Jim Waterson one was he uh, found out that the BBC, the BBC having adopted wall to wall Prince Philip coverage to avoid being criticised in parts of the media, has now received so many complaints about the wall to wall coverage. They set up a streamlined complaint form to deal with it. Uh, so if you click that link and you're on the BBC site, hopefully it's still. Oh, it's not available now. But oh. it basically said. It just had it filled out for you. It says that I, I, you know, complaining about Prince Philip coverage on the telly, and you know, without actually having to go through the whole shebang. And I think I picked up one of the, uh, yeah, Cav replying to that. 
This, by the way, radicalised. Uh, this, by the way, radicalised my non-political cousin who messaged me to say, "For fuck's sake, they've cancelled both EastEnders and Corrie." I think a thesis written on this <laughs> is imminent at this statement. Um, so yeah, it certainly upset a lot of people, and I mean, it was. Uh, it, it did surprise me that the level of uh, commitment, let's say, to it, because as I say, we just haven't had this for for years. And I remember Diana when Diana died. It was. Crazy, right? So, Julia is re entering the room. So, let me just get to you. Oh, this, is, this is a first, Julia. I've never had this before, right? Um, so let's get down to uh, I think it's Nick Helm's tweet. Yeah, here we go. Uh, Nick Helm, we, we should all be grateful to be alive and well in 2021 with access to Netflix and Amazon because when the Queen Mum died, Blockbuster was fucking ransacked. <laughs> <laughs> Love this tweet. Loved it. That's great. Uh, right, that's let's really just go. Good. Hey, we can. I can see you now, all live and everything. Oh, that's great. Um, so, listen, we've uh, inevitably we've spent a bit, uh, a bit of time on on Big Phil. I always thought he was called Big Phil, but that was Philip Scolari, the Brazil manager. So, uh, also <laughs> one of the best, one of the best spitting image characters on the first spitting image, I think, um, mm -hmm. Prince Philip. But. Uh, anyway, uh, that's enough of me showing my age. Let's go to, I think we're going to go to Alex's Amazon tweet because I'm really interested um, in this story. Um, well, the, both the tweet story and then the sort of backstory behind that as well. Because uh, I noticed, uh, I did notice about the, the, the union polling. So Alex, um, tell us about this tweet and the story behind it. So this is like, okay, so this is like one of uh, a bunch of tweets where essentially you've got like um, people uh, saying stuff like, look, unions might be all right, but for my position as like a kind of freewheeling Amazon worker, they don't work for me and I'm finding them pretty intrusive. And hey, I could be spending those union dues on insert good and all service here. And, uh, but it's always with people with like zero followers and like a mysterious alphanumerical handle um and uh their like only tweet is like me likey amazon <laughs> me love me love working for my corporate overlord amazon um and then you can see that so in this case it's a stock photo which you can if you <laughs> type dude dude like happy looking dude or yeah, something right, i can't yeah. remember what the prompted dude perfect dude perfect um on google you can find it and then there are other ones where it's pretty obviously like an ai has used input faces from different people and like amalgamated a sort of novel face but like based on yeah like so so there's a lot of them flying around and it's just i mean like my like hyper brain conspiracy would be i think it is such obvious shit astroturfing that i just i assume amazon isn't this stupid yeah. Maybe, but they maybe they are. But my other assumption would be it's another tech company, like making it look like Amazon <laughs> is doing this, or people, or people on the left pretending that Amazon is this incompetent. But I mean, Amazon is really trying to bust unions or prevent unions being set up. Well, um, I mean, didn't but, they, so lose, they are yeah. going to? The, didn't they lose? Didn't the didn't the workers actually vote against unionizing? At one one of the yes rights. yeah i think some of it's contest like certainly some people want obvious you know some people want to contest it i think that 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 vote but i, I mean like 
it just to me is like it does feel fairly clear and like amazon had this whole thing as well where they were like it's not true like man that um yeah, you know uh people are pissing in bottles at our depots and then they had to like retract it and like james bloodworth the journalist was like no no i went undercover your people were like so time monitored for breaks that they couldn't and they had to walk so far to the toilets that they just pissed in bottles in the warehouse and i found bottles of piss in the warehouses and like yeah so amazon just keep doing all these like steve buscemi backward cap hey fellow kids like <laughs> interventions on twitter to like be like hey you you know what's cooler than unions monopoly power that it doesn't have to deal with unionization i've got to say i'm actually amazed that a, a box of these sort of uh, bottles of urine hasn't actually been delivered to someone in, in place sure. of uh, something <laughs> else yet but, but it's so there's so much polystyrene in the box by the time you're like what just for one bottle of urine there's all this yeah overpackaged. that is a fascinating story and i've got to say surely your theory might might well have some credence because you know bert at ok4 has got no followers and uh is following oh. nine people and surely like yeah. who takes advice from anyone that's got no followers i don't know it's just it's just all it's astroturfing the conversation we can't trust this is the this is why you should kill twitter because it's not we don't know we don't know whether anything's real like there's so much of it can just be corporate astroturfing of opinion to legitimize so if this is, is this reverse astroturfing then essentially is that what we're gonna have to I call don't it? know. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's so it's so dumb that I'm like, can Amazon have done this? <laughs> it's so it's so it's so like we're the bad guys of them. But like, I would believe it more that it's some like left wing shit poster that has like made up these accounts. If one of them appears Amazon. with a pro with a prime tick, then we know it's a wind up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, guys, do you want to sort of wade in, or should we? Uh, are we going next? Yeah, week? I think. I think. Look, guys, why don't you throw your hand in? Um, Anna, do you want to? Do you want to tell us anything that you've that caught your eye that you'd like to sort of that you remember to picking, or even if you don't remember picking, there's something that you might. Have... Um. Oh, I'll do. I'll give you a nice one, the animal one. Oh, animals, right? Um, and this is just a really quick. I haven't got a lot to say, but it's just. I just basically. There's a couple of them. Yeah, there's two. The donkey one's really cute at the bottom. Um, oh, that's so sweet. They're this awesome. is just a really sweet video um, that was tweeted as an animal sanctuary it's, in Spain, uh, I think. It's very cute. Steve, I'm glad you've joined me this morning because I wanted to talk to you about what's been going on in the feeding shed. There's um, There's been some regular break-ins happening and it seems to happen a lot when when you're let out of the run. Now, I'm not saying it's you. I'm just saying that there seems to be a correlation between when you're <laughs> free and when the break-ins happen to the feed shed. I'm just getting a little bit concerned that don't give me those eyes. All right. I'm trying to we're trying to don't. Right, it's very hard for me to tell you these things. <laughs> but we did notice that one of the sacks had some teeth marks in it. And uh, let's just say they weren't cat teeth marks. They were more like donkey teeth marks. And the donkey teeth mark... Please, don't try and... Steve, Steve. 
Look, you're not, I feel like you're not listening to me. Dottie, can you have a word with him? So anyway, look, what I want to do is, I just wanted to, I just wanted to ask you, could you stop breaking into the feed shed? If it is you, I'm not saying it is you, but would you mind stopping? I mean, it's, it's, just, it's just so sweet. And I think the reason I chose it for today was just, I feel like when I'm on, there's so much hate on Twitter and there's so much negativity. And I just occasionally come across a little gem like this. And it just, I love animals anyway, but I just, it just was such a nice thing to see that gave me a bit of a, oh, like I just feel like I need that at the moment. And I don't know if anyone else does, but there was a, there was a story about a llama as well who had lost her back legs and they put wheels on her. And I, like I, that kind of thing just, is, is a little bit of Twitter, a little moment in Twitter where there are good things on it and there are things that make you feel good. So I just wanted to share that. With I love Steve. I love Steve and his, and his yeah. <laughs> ways of like, it weren't me, blah, 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 blah. it wasn't me, yeah. I love you, you know. I just yeah. love that little bit. That that was that was a really beautiful video. Yeah, there. it's just nice to see some some nice heartwarming things amongst all the, the negativity. So I just thought it was quite a sweet one to share. I mean, when it started, I wasn't sure whether it was actually the donkey talking because the camera hadn't panned round. But it's like, wow, this is amazing. But yeah. Was it Stephen Sweep? Was it Sweep, the other one? Sweep, the other word? Was it Sooty? Sooty. Well, the puppets. Yeah. Or the, don the puppets of the donkeys. I thought it was Dotty was the other one. Oh, but maybe I'm wrong. It was ever word, Dotty. I just love that it's a little family that it's just, this is lockdown life for him. Yeah. <laughs> And I love the little oh, bag of the the, the, the the disabled one with the, it's been given a little, you've got rid of it now, where's it gone? Oh, a little, okay. uh, been given leg, like, like yeah, wheel, yeah, wheel. Done, yeah, it was on screen yeah. for long enough. That's enough cute. That's enough cute. That's enough cute. That's, enough cute. <laughs> just, that's your little bit of cute. Okay, uh, if we go with Alex now, let's just uh, yeah, that with. I was, uh, all right. That's uh, a scientific report say all alpacas will be dead by 2025. <laughs> Sorry, guys, it got back to the sad stuff. <laughs> that's, that's better. Uh, right, okay, Alex, which ones of yours would you like? There's, uh, there's a Ted Cruz one. Uh, so we've done those two as well. I mean, the Ted Cruz, the audio is pretty funny from that, I think, because it's such a like, it's such a like, but maybe you have to be like an American politics. Like, yeah, I suppose. These like Republicans ragging on each other is quite funny, but um. Uh, so do you actually? Is there any audio on? Oh, there is. It's not. Very There's audio. Normal. If you press play, if you press play on the audio. Okay, so so tell us who. So Jonathan Swan is a journalist, I think, isn't he? Uh, he's the one. There's right. that really. Oh the, gosh. The, he's, he's the one. He's the guy with the, who's going huh? at the charts <laughs> from that interview. He's that oh, like yeah. mega meme <laughs> of that interview with Trump, where he's like going. Yeah, um, that's and then he right. also did a very good podcast series after the election after the sort of transition talking about the inside scoop on what trump was like immediately on election night and what the plan like the basic plan to steal the election and all this stuff he had all this like all these republicans who've clearly like given the dirt and i'd really recommend that podcast series I, it's like i can't remember what it's called it's on axios jonathan swan like yeah something axios, about the election it's right. great um, okay, um so do you want to just read it out tell us who uh, Speaker Boner is and uh, uh, Ted Cruz, obviously sad vampire Ted Cruz. You can, as Charlie Brooking once called him, uh, you can, you know, just fill us in and then we'll play the clip. So, well, so so John Boehner, basically, this is Jonathan Swan saying that when John Boehner was recording his audiobook, he was told by sources, I was told by sources that during the wine soak sessions, 
he would deviate from the book's text and insert random violent attacks on Ted Cruz. Well, here's some tape, listen to the end. And basically, Boehner is like an establishment Republican who like hates like Ted Cruz and the sort of Tea Party-ish like hyper caucus that like Cruz represents. And uh, Cruz is just supposed to be like personally a very, like, like parking ideology, he's supposed to be an inherently personally deeply unlikable person. <laughs> and, um, and he's his Simpsons impressions are appalling. They're really bad. He thinks they're really good. It's really worth watching a clip of Ted Cruz doing his Mr. Burns. It's very, very bad. Oh it is. Yeah, I think it is that. bad even for a civilian, I would say. I'm not, <laughs> not judging him as a comedian. I'm judging him as, as a human being. They're bad. I mean, apart from, apart from Mitch McConnell, I think that uh, Ted Cruz, because obviously he stood for... Uh, to be president candidate, presidential candidate in 2016. I mean, and you know, he got through to. I mean, he was one of the the last ones standing, wasn't he? I think, yeah, before Trump got the nomination. Uh, I was as worried about Cruz at that point. Uh, well, like, because Cruz's yeah. Cruz's like ideology is as bad, but he probably knows how Washington works. He probably could have done almost worse things than what Trump did. Yeah, no, that is that's certainly the the feeling. Let's have a listen to the the Cruz diss then. I mean, the first year of family to go to college. Freedom means you can be a genius and invent new products that make you millions of dollars and helps millions of people. It means you're free to work your way to becoming the first in your family to go to college. It means you're free to reach as high as you want, no matter where you came from, even if you're a little kid sweeping a bar out in southwest Ohio. Take it from me. You'll never know where you'll end up. That's freedom. I'll raise a glass to that any day. P.S. Ted Cruz. Go fuck yourself. Freedom means you can be a genius and invent new products that oh, make you millions of dollars. I was not expecting that at all. <laughs> that was brilliant. I listened to the end. Yeah, I'm glad that glad it said that. Oh dear, it's, it's such a whiskey-soaked. You know, I don't really like his politics, but it's a very. It's you know, he he, he does a good audio book, John Bain. <laughs> Well, I have to say that that is very much one of those things that should come with the warning. Listen to the end, although it's only thirty seconds. But mm. yeah, oh god, that's amazing. I have to say. Um, so actually, Anna, I spotted a really good one from you that's just underneath the, the all the cuteness, which I was I haven't seen anything about this story. I don't didn't quite get what was going on. So do tell more about Jed Mercurio and are people watching Line of Duty now? Is that on now? I think. Well, is. yeah. The, uh, the reason I chose this was just because Line of Duty is such a talking point on a Sunday night and people uh, if you haven't watched it it's about um bent coppers basically and it's about um this department called AC12 we're trying to find any corrupt officers um and Jed Mercurio is the creator of it and he doesn't do a lot of tweets but this just really made me laugh this tweet because he found in the uh, new European if you look at the if you can open the picture oh, yeah. um it says bent Boris and it's about um corruption and then he just did a quite a just a funny tweet um saying that ITV, uh, sorry, BBC have turned down the latest storyline for Line of Duty, which I thought was quite funny. And then he just put in unrelated news, the random company we <laughs> set up this morning just won a lucrative government contract. <laughs> and I just, like, there's so many tweets about Line of Duty, and it's just lovely to see one from the creator, and also just one that is just very, I just thought was very funny. And if you watch, and then the replies were great as well. So if you're a Line of Duty fan, all the way through it, there's a thread of a, um, a mysterious corrupt uh, member of the police force called H, and no one knows who this H is. It's just they, all they know is that the letter H symbolises this person. And lots of people saying, "Is it Matt Hancock? Is Matt Hancock H?" And like it just, it's just some quite fun 
fun replies to it I thought which is quite sweet but um I just yeah just enjoyed that because I'm a big line of duty fan and it was just nice to see a tweet from from him um and a lot of the the line of duty line of duty is such a serious dramatic show but when you watch it um and you, if you keep an eye on twitter there's the, the cast also does do some really funny tweets because they tweet stupid pictures of them doing stupid things in between back uh, in between filming and it's just lovely because they obviously they're a big community and they get on really well and it's just it's nice to see those sort of jokey tweets around something very dramatic and very serious that's a good one. Is everyone else watching Line of Duty? I've got to say, I'm I'm not, but no, that's only no. because I'm a bit biased towards America. I mean, my, my parents do and they love all sorts of kind of crime dramas and stuff, but I, I'm so biased towards anything that's US. I need my escapism to literally be in another country, essentially. I don't know why. It's just one of those things. I'm too busy still catching up on my Spanish and Mexican dramas. They're all they're all got loads of violence and loads of drugs in there. So I don't know. I'm going to find real life really hard now. <laughs> when I go back there and I'm not seeing lots of violence, lots of drugs, or maybe it is out there and I just haven't noticed before. I'll notice I've been watching Vikings and it's just very. There's a lot of just there's there's heads being chopped off, right, basically left, right, and centre. And you just get very used to it. Um, almost yeah, really. think it's quite normal if we go outside again. Maybe that will happen at the pub this week. I don't know. It isn't um, that's amazing because it's so true. If you watch something for long enough and you really immerse yourself and you just you know episode after episode, which I always sort of binge watch everything. And I've re lockdown for me has been the year of re binge watching. So I've seen Thrones again. I saw The Wire again. I mean, if you watch enough Wire, you think you're living the in Wire, the Wire. We watched that again. Yeah. Uh, I've been watching. I'm watching Sopranos again. I know that uh, Sajila is as well. I'm not. I'm, I'm not actually cooking the dishes that they do in the yeah, Sopranos, I'm unlike Sajila. Yes. Because my son and I have got to this thing where we watch anything we watch, we'll, we'll start recreating the food that we see in there. And then he says, like, let's watch. So last night was uh, Zitti Forno pasta that um, his wife makes. Oh, yeah. So I recreated it, but the Zitti pasta is half, like, double the price of uh, rigatoni. So I bought rigatoni. And he was like, this isn't the proper one. I was like, oh, for good me, it's like an inch longer than it should be. Um, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> We watched it whilst watching the, the the Sopranos, and the same with the Moist Maker sandwich from Friends. We have that every Christmas. Um, you know, lo loads of things that like still haven't mastered Betty's hot pot from Coronation Street. So, did you have oh. did you have Joey stuffed turkey? If you were doing the Friends, did you oh. did anyone put their head fully in a turkey? No, to... no, no, just a turkey Moist Maker, which right, is right. Food. But yeah, so uh, watching all these things. Well, what about you, Alex? What are you watching during lockdown? What are you getting your Playing, uh, I um, uh, what what did I what enjoy most? Uh, I enjoyed the terror a lot. If if anyone's seen that, that the one with uh, the, they're doing the the northwest passage, but sailors right. going mad on a ship in the northwest passage, basically. In the in the, it's a real. If you thought Master and Commander wasn't long enough, this goes even <laughs> like it's that kind of thing. And yes, please. Um, and then and then just re I started rewatching Community recently, and it just sort of. It just sort of reminded me about how, like, I basically just think on a, like, pound-for-pound pound level, I think it's very difficult to say any sitcom ever is as good as Community. I just think it's absurd. Bold statement. <laughs> it's a bold statement, but when you just watch it, it, like, in those seasons two, three, and four, you're like, they did 20, these are 20 series, this is a network 20 series, 20 episode series, and in 22 minutes, the number of the joke count is absurd, and they've kept that going through a proper network year. And obviously it must be it must be a massive rise room, but you just look at that and you're just like 
it's it's just mental and it's such clever stuff I've still not seen it and loads of people so told good. me to watch it so I think now I'm, that's definitely on my list of things to check out so it's so good and the characters once you're with the characters it's just one of those lovely things that the characters have these just defined features and then it just they just become joke machines because you just know what that character would do in that situation yeah. and yeah if you had to take one like when lockdowns all over and back to kind of the new normal what will you what's the most memorable thing you've watched this past year what will you take forward that's kept you warm inside and it's oh yeah lockdown i couldn't have got through lockdown if it wasn't for this what would it be um i, I mean i've really i've liked running a lot i mean it's just it's honestly it's so i like to think i'm like an interesting three-dimensional particular human being but i'm just the exact baking and running person that is the cliche and i've enjoyed both of those things and i if I can keep those up, those have been particularly the running has been really great. I think mine would be exactly the same. I did the couch to 5k thing um, and I, I, I hated it at first. And now I've been running three times a week and just it's wow. really kept my head, like it's kept me sane and yoga yeah. as well, just yoga from home, like yoga with Adrian on YouTube. Um, it's really kept my anxiety at bay because I get quite bad anxiety and it's really helped. I think if I don't do it, I notice starting to slump back into a negative mood. So yeah, agree with that. Yeah. it's just so funny when you're like i don't know just like other people have talked about this but it's just like so not humiliate but it's just so like uh, it's so like annoying when you're like oh if i just like do a physical exercise that floods my brain with a nice chemical that makes me feel less bad and it's like can i not can it not be existential can it not be mean can i not solve my anguish through reason it's like no no it's just like do this for a bit and then you feel great like it's yeah i think if you combine yeah. that with a really good podcast or audiobook um that that's a really good combo i think if i'm listening to something really good as well i feel like i'm learning something or i'm doing something while i'm running and i try not to hear people out there you heard it here tuning to lp to lkt's to, to do <laughs> yeah. every, every fortnight and our and our survey in between to keep you sane to get well you, you can listen to all our shows as audio now so you go to the website yeah. not i don't know i did podcast. listen to the I listened to a few of them oh, this week while, ba while baking. Oh my goodness! Really? I'm not very good at baking. I'm, ter <laughs> I'm pretty terrible, but I um I try. <laughs> that does make me feel sane as well. And then I have all these cakes, and it's just me and my boyfriend to eat them. And that I'm wondering why we're putting on weight. It's because I'm making so much stuff, and there's no one to give it to. That's why <laughs> you're jogging bad. three times a week. Really <laughs> bad. Oh well, maybe you should have like buns and stuff outside your house, and have like an honesty box. Yeah, could... I should. Yeah. Because people put things outside instead of because they can't go to the tip and they can't like go to the charity shop. Saying <laughs> help yourself. Uh, but the, but then it's like um you can't like you can see people why people do it for books but you can't like poison a book or you can't give someone food poisoning through it. But like I, for me I'd be like mm, mystery food that I have no yeah, certainty yeah. about from where it came. It doesn't look. <laughs> Great. In the pictures, when I cook, like in the pictures in the books, it always looks beautiful, especially it's got icing on it. And mine does look like a child slapped it together. I don't think it's, it looks like the kind of thing that would be at a raffle or like, you know, like a fake when kids <laughs> have made like really rubbish fairy cakes. It, they look a bit like that. I don't think anyone, I think they probably think a little kid is, and they just take them to be nice. And they think a little child had made them and they take them to be sweet. You're talking about eating like weird, strange things. I remember a few years back in Edinburgh. Uh, I don't know if you guys have come across this person, and a lot of comedians have told me the similar story uh, that somebody, like, so doing a pre-frame, put something in your bucket, and a lot of us have got like a, a brownie in our bucket with a little note saying, "I'm really sorry I didn't have any money, but I've made you a brownie." 
all of us were too scared to like, should we eat it? Do you think it's got, is it one of those special brownies? What should we do with this? And we're all carrying on this brownie for the radio. Like you, and just speaking to each other, who got this? And we don't know who it was, this mystery person who'd left us these brownies in our, in our bucket. Tweet us now. Huh? Until now, now, you're out there. And you're <laughs> yeah, listening. that's right. Did anyone, I feel, like, I feel like that could be a good plot for some kind of book or TV series because there's a serial killer in Edinburgh, but they just kill people through brownies. That could through be brownies, quite yeah. a good little story that. And I'm now upset that I never got a brownie. So if, if there's anyone listening that did make the brownies, why didn't I get one? Can I have a one? <laughs> it says Re <laughs> Rebus in Bexdegates <laughs> and gluten free murders. Yeah. <laughs> Specialized, specialized, you know, if you in Hannibal Lecter was it he had to have a size eighteen. And uh, <laughs> so my sister used to really big crawl and tease me. She goes, You better get down a size because otherwise you're gonna end up being dressed. <laughs> 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 Do you remember have you seen it? No, you haven't seen it. Silence the lambs, it's silence the lambs. Yeah. 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 It's silence the lambs, not Hannibal Lecter. Yeah. Silence the lambs, yeah. See, I'm giving away the plot. If you haven't seen this, I've just been giving spoilers left, right, and centre. I've lined so, up one of your tweets, or one of the yeah. ones that you selected. Which one then? Uh, Which Helen, Lu Helen Lewis is waiting for you at the okay, side of the screen. Oh, oh, glad to get off my chest. Oh, your young people have made enormous sacrifices this year because of their public spirited willingness to protect the lives of older people. And there's a whole Sunday Times column. Uh, I, as an older person, I have to agree. I mean, Alex of there has made the sacrifice of, I mean, your hair is incredible. <laughs> incredible. It's annoyingly good hair. For a, a for a man and wasted wasted I have to say and it bounces back I noticed every time you moved it it bounces back to the <laughs> place. I mean I I don't know about you but I do think like my son's you know he's 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 a young man, um and he's you know he's really dealt with the lockdown really well, uh, and I said to him oh god it's really lovely that you and I have got to connect this last lockdown how lovely is that that we've had this time together do you feel the same, and he's like 22 and he said no I don't this is my worst nightmare. And of course it is. It's the worst nightmare for anyone young who's having to spend time uh, with their loved, uh, you know, loved ones. And at twenty odd, I would have wanted to be out partying every night. So I guess I wanted to direct this to Alex first, just because I see you as one of those people who have been, you know, giving these sacrifices. Do you feel that you have made the world a better place this last year um, by, um, and in what way? <laughs> um. Oh. Uh... Uh, yeah, I mean, I think I agree with Helen Lewis's piece there and the argument. If I may, I mean, like, look, yeah, I mean, I'm vaguely the demographic that would still be partying a fair amount. And I like miss being on stage as we all do. And I miss drinking with friends. But equally, you know, as someone who can like tutor maths from home, uh, like as a fundamentally like middle class uh, sort of um job that i can do from home and uh, that you know like it's like it's not you know watching netflix is not like the song like it's like it's like it I, it's it depends <laughs> unless what you watch you're the like. song but yeah 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 exactly exactly <laughs> the world at war is not the world at war like um but yeah so i i think like age is an important like divider and like but i do think we need to remember about like class and jobs because it's more like uh you know pe people like it's still like frontline workers the ones that have been like getting the you know i just like it's been a shit year and i and i do think just like young generations overall just need there needs to be like a, ch a changed economic settlement in this country 
but it just won't happen because the Conservative Party have a really sweet coalition of voters who've got property <laughs> like it. So, um, yeah. yeah so, so Gina set you up to be a hero then and you just totally you smashed it. You squandered it. You know, I, I genuinely believe that they're, they're, they've got the same passion that I feel like when, you know, I was a sort of similar age, they've got that passion I haven't seen for a while. And that's really refreshing to see that, that, that the world can be a better place because they're going to make, they're going to fight and they're going to, you know, be active and be activists. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm putting a lot of, maybe a lot of hope on, on, on that generation. I might be wrong. Uh, but you know, I, I'm, I'm, I kind of like like to see what everyone else thinks. But I, I've always been quite proud of our young people. Um, so don't let me down. No, no pressure out there, people. <laughs> yeah, the no pressure. In your hands. <laughs> so, Anna, do you, do you, do you, you know what, what's your kind of opinion on this? I mean, like I said, I picked it because I just think, like in terms of like this last year, I don't feel I've had to actually to keep myself alive i don't feel i've actually sacrificed anything i think i'll do it all over again um i think the governments have, have been failed us but we as people i think it i think we've seen wonderful um support from from our communities yeah. i mean i definitely feel the support thing has like when i am um, where, where i live in um hertfordshire i feel like the first few weeks of when things started to get weird you know that that week when things started running out of the supermarket and everything started being weird there was some, like, I got to know my neighbours, which I never mm. had before because I was asking if they needed anything. And then I remember going to the shops and um, there was, like, one finger toilet roll left, which I got, and then I felt terrible about it. So I gave it to an old couple outside because I felt so bad. <laughs> and um, I think, it, and then, I, then I, I went back to my parents for, for just before we properly locked down because my, my boyfriend was up in Scotland and I was on my own and living in a little flat. And I went back to my parents and where they live, it just... Everyone was just so lovely. We got to know neighbours we'd never we hadn't spoken to maybe the whole time we'd lived there, like new neighbours, and everyone came together and it felt it did feel like special and it felt felt like people were really sort of making the effort to talk to people. Although it was quite funny because my mum my mum's hilarious. She was like, Well, she said someone rang on the doorbell from down the road, this young lady, and she asked if we she asked if me and your father needed needed our shopping bought. And I thought, we don't look that old, do we? <laughs> And I just thought that was hilarious. And then she went, well, even your dad does, because he's grey, because my mum dyes her hair. But they're in their 70s, my parents, and they're perfectly fine going to the shops. But she And I thought, I thought how lovely that this young person from down the road had come round and said, do you guys need anything? And my mum was really insulted. <laughs> so I thought it was quite funny, but um, it was quite, yeah. The, young people, see? Young people. Yeah. <laughs> it was nice. Yeah, that was nice to, to have that. We've just got time for, for one more tweet, and it's, it's on an age theme, actually. And again, it's one of yours, Anna, and it's quite intrigued me um, about... It's from a while back now, but it's about GIFs. Oh, yes, if you scroll up, it's the first tweet. I think there's a little oh, yeah. tweet there. Is um, yes. This is a tweet by Jenny Zhang, Zhang. I think I've got that right, Zhang. Um, and it just tickled me, the tweet, but the reactions tickled me even more. So the tweet is, anytime I see someone use a reaction gif, I immediately know they were above the age of 33. And it just <laughs> made me laugh. And the, the randomness of 33 made me laugh. And I'm 40 and I use gif reactions. And I just laughed. So I thought, oh, is this something that people of my age do? And it just made me laugh. But then I read the responses <laughs> and people were getting really angry. Like people older than 33 were getting taking it really seriously and going, well, 
what you know you take sort of taking the piss and and getting really angry then people under 33 were saying well the jokes on you because i'm 27 and i use them and um there's just a really interesting <laughs> load of reactions like people getting really angry about it and then other people discussing generation xyz millennials blah 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 and, and how they don't care and then someone said we are we in generation x don't care what millennials think of us um and our silly ways and stuff like that and it just and then i was going well what generation am i xyz i don't know what i am and then i started i just went down a bit of a rabbit hole about where i fit and this whole uh, argument between different generations and it just it just made me laugh it just really made me laugh the reaction was huge <laughs> I, i'm just slightly surprised that it's uh, like under 33s that don't actually use i mean everyone to me seems to use gif it's like you have to be really quick on the draw like you've got to have had them already sort of in your sort of folder and you you know everyone seems very quick on the or if they're doing something like you know the bernie's mittens thing which had loads of memes and and i'm sitting there with my little gift generator about a day <laughs> a day later you know I'm thinking just, what's the point uh... As someone who tried, attempted to use TikTok, I think I managed to get two videos up, but it took me about five hours to work out how to do one video and then it just didn't work. And I just, I feel like I'm one of those people that tries. I try and I, I just sometimes don't get it. And I'm like, just gonna accept that I'll just use my little gifts and my emojis and, and just leave it at that, I think. I had no idea there was like a, there was a season to, to use these. I know I'm, I, I use gifts a lot. So obviously that's, that's very telling, but I didn't know that there was a, a lifespan that your it's last season. Oh, that got that gift so last season. I didn't realise there was a whole thing going on about that. No, well, <laughs> no one likes being told that they're slow about anything, right? So, like each time there's like a new social media thing that leaves you in. A, whereas, like I'm delighted that like the one that I can't understand that proves my own mortality is TikTok. But because it's owned by the Chinese Communist Party, effectively always like heavily influenced by that, then I can pretend that my non-understanding of TikTok is actually a very honourable political statement rather than a symbol of how, <laughs> how old and yeah. grey I am. Like, it's like, I'm, actually, I'm not uploading to yeah. TikTok because I'm actually very ethical, not because I don't really understand its interface in any way and don't care to. <laughs> That's totally like me with not learning to drive. It's like, yeah, well, I'm saving the planet, you know. Oh, God. <laughs> the TikTok, the TikTok reminds me of, uh, I mean, I tried to upload a video from, from this on it uh, once and it reminds me of that episode, the brilliant episode of Buffy called The Gentleman, where they steal all the voices. And at the end, she smashes the boxes and all these voices come <laughs> screaming out. It's like, that is TikTok. Because as soon as you open it, it's like, oh, It's like, fuck off. Oh, but I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, you, Alex, you quite like your memes, though. I mean, you like the, uh, you know, you've made good use of the head turner meme. Uh, you like your shaking hands emoji, I've noticed as well. This just seems very unpandemic, I might add. But... Yeah, 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 exactly. I well, I don't, the the, the on PC pandemic. Uh, yeah, that's true. That's that, that, that have, have the emojis and the you've changed through this pandemic. That uh, I don't even know that. I, this is how old I feel. I don't know that there was a protocol. I've only just found out. And I feel like I'm a bit in shock that you guys have just told me that there's this whole thing that I didn't know existed and then there we go we're, we're coming to the end of the show ladies and gentlemen out there <laughs> what were you going to say Anna though just before you go you were just oh, no, all I was going to say is that what I've seen people I, I've nearly done it where I've gone to do a reaction to something um also on Facebook and I've nearly put the wrong one I don't know if anyone's done that and the worst one I nearly did was and I quickly had to change it was someone had put on Facebook on the uh, that their their father had died and and you know everyone puts like you'll and I didn't know what to say, I didn't really know the word. I went to put a love 
thing and I put the laughter one. Oh, you can change it though, can't change you? Yeah. to like um the sad face or whatever I was like oh my god how awful if I just literally had left it and it looks like I was like hello hilarious well done um but I think some people do like my mom sometimes sends me random ones that I think she's just accidentally typed in and they just come up and she's like I don't know why there's a paper bag with a face on it smiling and that I don't know why that's the reaction but um it, when you get it wrong it can be quite bad oh that's it's like it's like with David Cameron when so when he was like helping um when he was like thick as thieves with Rebecca Brooks back in the noughties and tens, that she was having some really tough time with the hacking at Needs of the World. And then he would text her, but he would text her LOL because he thought it meant lots of love rather than laugh out loud. Yeah. So it'd be like, here you're having a tough time, LOL. Oh. <laughs> and it's just like... Well, if only that were the, the most of David Cameron's problems at the moment, I couldn't just make... Yeah, 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 exactly. I don't exactly. think they're the worst texts he's ever sent. Let's put it like that. <laughs> Oh dear! Yeah, I was just thinking about the people. I know we're coming to the end, but Cameron, you know, I'm sorry, I blame him for so much, so much, and he's just got away spot free. Just saying that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. Spot free. Where the hell is he now, anyway? Not enough for another show. <laughs> Watching us on YouTube. Writing another bit of his novels. <laughs> right. So I was just thinking about the the uh, people who are still trying to work out what LOL means as well. So there's still there's still the bottom of a tree somewhere. Uh, so, LOL, obviously a fantastic segue into the summing up this evening. Um, lots of tweets, lots of lols. Um, I have two fabulous guests who are going to stay behind and say, uh, we're going to just catch up with you in the green room afterwards, folks. Um, Lovely I, Karen. Lovely Karen. Karen. Yeah, I don't, yeah, sorry, I don't see, I don't see our guest, but yes, thank you. Thank, thank you, Karen. Karen. So how remiss of me. You are our guest of honour, Karen. So, big thumbs up there. And so, guys, uh, this is just the point. If you're watching us on the streams, uh, I just want to remind you that you can donate to us to keep us going. You can go to we use let's uh, we use buy me a coffee rather than the other ones also available. So if you just go to buymeacoffee.com, whoops, let's kill Twitter, the high tech moment of the show. Uh, you can donate um, and buy us the said coffee. That would be fantastic. Obviously, please do follow us at LKT Zoom um, and we'll keep you updated with future shows. But before we go, uh, Alex and Anna, are there any forthcoming projects or any things that you want to plug? Uh, I'll be tomorrow when the pub's open and, and the shops are open. I'll just be recycling some old tweets of some videos I did in the same, for the same topic last year. So you'll look, everyone can look forward to that. I can't be bothered to make new ones. So I'm just going to recycle <laughs> some videos and see if anyone notices. That's all I've got. And for those who haven't seen it before, it is new. It is new. They haven't seen it before. Yeah, sorry. Some great new well, videos I've yeah. done. It's definitely new to the people who haven't seen it before, so you're, you're fine. You're golden. And I'll be, is fine. be preparing my um, I'll be preparing my video for whenever the Queen passes away, so it's ready to go. So I think I'll do that this week. <laughs> if you haven't been cancelled by the Megan crowd uh, by then. Yeah. Oh my God! Yeah. And Alex, don't forget you've got your jokes written already before. Well, anyone else is going to pass you or preempting that? What what will you, what have you got to plan? I don't know if I've got, I mean, the, uh, just gestures vaguely at the reopening of the possibility of live stand-up <laughs> comedy from May 2021, I hope. But yeah, I mean, I'll be gigging when the, and I'll, I've got a few previews in and various places. I'll do some shows in London. So I do help a, help a boy build a show about Silicon Valley. <laughs> come and, come and be a guinea pig in an audience to help me build a show. 
That's going to be yeah, a difficult show to cut do down. Follow our guests. Do follow our guests, Anna. If you want to just give your Twitter. My Twitter's Anna Morris Comic. And uh, Alexander. Mine's Alex Keeley, K-E-A-L-Y. Fantastic. And we are following each other. There you go. Look at all those followers you've got, people. Very popular. Yeah, see, the Twitter likes them. Guys, go and support these people's work <laughs> uh, and support live comedy, live, live, whatever you're doing. Just go out there and support these people. Thank you for joining us. Hello, Karen. Thank you for joining as well. And our next show is next uh, Sunday. Yeah, no. Uh, well, our next show is next Sunday, isn't it? Because we do our Twitter sorbet, which is our 30-minute catch-up uh, in between our full shows. And that will be at 8.30 p.m. next Sunday. Uh, streaming only. No Zoom room for that. And then the next full show we've got will be Sunday the 25th of April at 8 o'clock with Ian Stone and Dana Alexander. So looking forward to that. We'll be putting out all the info on that uh, shortly on Twitter and so on and so forth. And also looking uh, very much looking forward to clipping this show and ruining Anna's career. No, no <laughs> I should add that we are also now on the Instagram uh, oh. much julian's <laughs> how could i forget because i love instagram so much yeah yeah that's true there are multiple places you can follow us but definitely at lkt zoom would be fantastic so uh we're going to hang back with our guests we're going to say goodbye to our streamers uh right now so just wave goodbye to our streamers Bye. Bye. So that was our show from the 11th of april 2021 we had a lot of fun on that one not too serious which was quite impressive given the circumstances. If you're up for supporting our work at all, that would be fantastic. Uh, you could go to the Buy Me A Coffee website and just go to the Let's Kill Twitter page there to donate. We very much appreciate that. And most of all, we really want you to listen or watch again. Please follow us at LKT Zoom. I can't say that enough because that's where you'll get all the latest information on what guests are coming up, where you can watch us, where you can listen to us clips, the whole caboodle. Thanks again for listening. Take care. See you soon.